My wings are so yummy when you fry me well. My body is so funny, you can tell. But when you take a longer look, I start to feel conspicuous. Do you think I am ridiculous? Yeah, I hope that is a conversation starter. What kind of future do we have in mind? So what do we think is sustainable? Design, design, design. Design Research Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Design Research Podcast. My name is Arif Kornweit and I'm here today with Lisbeth Fitt of the Knowledge Circle. Hi, Lisbeth. Hi, Arif. <laughs> Lisbeth, could you tell us a little bit about the Knowledge Circle and this podcast series? Yes, the Knowledge Circle is a part of the Design Academy, uh, which a group of people from all different departments and, and uh, teachers or heads or whatever come together to talk about the aspect of research in the academy, how we can stimulate it, how we can make it more visible. I think the last one is really important because uh, that's also why we have the podcast. Podcast is, is a good medium to talk over the research process, over the whole process of coming to uh, yeah, a certain end product or whatever it may be uh, that you graduate with. And go beyond the only visual. Yeah, and today we have Anna Kams, who graduated with a project called the Six-Winged Chicken. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the Six-Winged Chicken? Uh, my project is a book. It's called The Six-Winged Chicken and Other Mythical Animals of the Food Industry. And it's a book for children and adults. You can see it as an encyclopedia with all kinds of animals from the food industry. One of the animals in the book is the spineless pig, right? Yeah. This is a fantasy of me. It's a pig with no spine and no bones at all in his body because that would be really efficient. In my book, there's this illustration that you could directly slice a piece of this. It's useful to put it on your bread, for example. It's a knip oog. Mm. It's like an ironic comment, maybe? Yeah. And, and what do you want to tell the food industry? I find it a hard question because I think I try to not take a, a stand. For me, I'm really fascinated that all those animals, they could exist in this in this world of nowadays. And I think that's super interesting. And that's also the point of view where I wrote it from. And if it's a good or bad or I didn't really uh, went into this question so you chose the form of a book we could say uh, you say a book for children and for adults you use rhyme and you have some information and then there are uh, drawings yeah. or yeah you can call them drawings i think or illustrations we can call them illustrations why did you choose for this form i started with a sixth wing chicken on its own as a project in the studio module. Yeah, the module before graduating. And then, yeah, I really enjoyed also drawing the six-winged chickens as if he, he was real. So I thought this is this is interesting and I could imagine also more animals to exist. And yeah, also I think the relation between the mythical animals of the history and all the books that are written in that time and illustrated animals that were not existing but people thought that they were existing. I thought this format could work for this project as well. And then you decided to make a children's book. Yeah, it's also because of my personal fascination for this medium, but also I think it's it's really funny as well. It's a chicken with six wings that everybody can imagine this. And, and then it's important, I think, to 
talk about it with children about this, these topics. And why do you think it's important to talk with children about this? Because everybody has to deal with the food that is on his plate. Of course, you can close your eyes for everything that is around you. But nowadays, I think it is important to be aware of the choices you make also when you go to the supermarket and buy your food. So the earlier you know what kind of influence you can have, the better, I would say. Although it can be really heavy. But I think in my book, I especially do not make it heavy, in my opinion. Maybe some people think this book is really heavy stuff, but it can just be a conversation. So if you say you don't make it heavy, that means you kind of know what the heavy parts are, right? So you did research about the food industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did you do that? I started, I think I just started on the internet, looking what's there. And actually, I think it's funny to know that first, in the very beginning, I thought that the six-wing chicken was actually existing. Because people told me and I was like, oh yeah, why not? I can really imagine this. And then I talked about it with a teacher and he was like, no, of course it's not existing. And from there on, I started this research. Like, why was I thinking that it actually existed? It And then I found these articles on the internet that the rumors that there was a six-winged chicken yeah, were there. I think that was really interesting to see. And then I also asked around and asked people like, what kind of rumors do you know about the food industry and then it continued to people that say oh i have a family member running a pig farm and you can visit it and then i started visiting places and visiting companies and then i got a, a lot more information and what do you see there i remember that when talking to the farmer at this farm she told me that her that the pigs that she had like the race If you keep on feeding them, they uh, keep on growing because in their genetic system, there's this thing that they just keep on growing when they keep on eating. And that's why she needs to slaughter them at one and after one and a half year at the max. And I never knew this. I think it's pretty interesting, amazing fact. And then I came with the, the pig of, in my book about the, like the endlessly growing pig. I was imagining if you wouldn't slaughter it, it will just like grow super, super big. Yeah, so that's how my all the animals came alive while yeah, talking to those people. And what do you find interesting about it? There's like an ethical um, dimension to this conversation, right? But you yeah. don't seem to want to put your finger on it I think true but also in in the essay that I wrote because I let it uh, read by by everyone around me and then on a certain moment my boyfriend was like Anna you actually are writing here that you are really pro the bio industry <laughs> and then it was how do you read this and it's really not my goal to say that I'm pro the bio industry so that was interesting and then I changed the line that he thought like this could be this I think it's just a really complex time that we are in right now and it's not easy to solve. It's, there's really, you can't say like, oh, let's all become at this moment vegan and all problems will be solved. But I really think that the way we are living right now with the bio industry is not sustainable. But I think everybody is agreeing, actually. So, so then doing research for you doesn't mean that you become an expert. Does it mean that you enable other people to take decisions? I hope so. I think that's my goal, to to start finding out yourself and to start thinking what do I think is important and become aware. Because I think 
Although sometimes it doesn't feel like that you have power, I think we really have. But to know what decisions you need to make or what decisions are best, it's important that you start knowing a bit more about your environment. So how did you go about the mix between, let's say, your fantasy and maybe the the ethical circumstances of, of, of the animals or, or maybe even the, the animals that you created? I'm, I'm not sure if I really... Like, I didn't put any animal that I thought this if this animal would exist, it would be super sad. And I think the scale is the biggest problem. The scale? The scale of the industry. Mm-hmm. The scale is the biggest problem because it hides certain aspects or... I think so, because of this, things are hidden, but also things are just too, you cannot oversee it anymore and you cannot go back maybe to the essence of what you think as a farmer yourself is important. You just think, how do we feed all those people? It's really, it's really complicated. It's not a... Well, it's interesting that you talk about an industry that's hiding certain things Mm -hmm. and that you use the format of fiction and characters that don't exist right mm-hmm. uh, is that how did you arrive at that choice for me there was this strong relation between the mythical animals in the 16th century where there was also no information but a little bit because of the the discoveries that were made at this time in the world like the world travelers so they saw things but they didn't couldn't really describe it and then all this imagination started to grow at the people and I think nowadays we're in this sort of we know so much so we don't know and there's so much information everywhere so you don't know which information to trust so again you could say you are in this kind of fertile ground for those things to grow which is also interesting I think fascinating uh, could you say something about let's say the imagination is was very important for you also for the for the the start and for the for the process. Um, so, could you say something about the role of imagination for your research? I think it's re- it is really important because I don't need to deal with the fact if it's true or not true. Because if it would be all true, then I wouldn't be happy making the book, and I would indeed be need needed to work with the ethical things. But now I believe, because it's about believing, that this really strange creatures are not existing yeah but actually somebody said maybe you inspire the industry <laughs> to make these animals i don't believe so <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> to go back to the believing yeah i mean so you don't believe that you inspire the industry but how how does that work like you you're a designer you put out something in the world mm-hmm. and then what happens like what do you expect to happen with the with the research that you basically formed into a book? As a, yeah, I hope that is a conversation starter to make people start talking about okay, so what what kind of future do we have in mind? What yeah, which direction do we go to? What is important for ourselves? Or what do we think is sustainable? Is a sustainable future? Because I think it's easy accessible. So I think you don't need to be a design expert or a, or a farm expert or any kind of expert to get the point of the book but some people will just see it as as a funny joke which is also okay i mean if you read about climate change for example um, yeah. and about meat consumption and dairy production and consumption 
there's often people saying that it's difficult to put that on the agenda because uh, food is such a personal uh, decision for most people, right? So you can tell people, okay, air travel is bad, driving is bad, and they might switch to something else, but to tell them, like, don't have milk or don't eat a steak, that's always very difficult. People are kind of a bit afraid of that. So I think, in a way, your strategy of kind of entering, like, a very private uh, space, the home, and often, like, the, also the relationship uh, between parents and children... That's kind of a smart trick because you don't tell people what to do, but you kind of start a conversation about food, basically, where you often hear stories where children, for example, become vegetarian and then that changes the kind of the dinner table at home, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I imagine that that could also happen with your book, right? Yeah. And what, what kind of reactions did you get? I just remember that one man, he said like, oh, when I look at this endlessly growing pig, I really get hungry and I really want to have a piece of this kind of animal. I think is was really interesting too, because that's also, because I, I don't know, that's, that's important in my book that I don't want to tell indeed what you say, like this is the right thing to do. I want to come back to the, the food industry because you approach the topic on the one hand through food, so what we consume, and on the other hand, through, let's say, the conditions of the animals or the, their bodies. But there are also uh, other factors in the food industry, right? So mm -hmm. there's people working there. Often the labor conditions are problematic. Mm -hmm. um, did you encounter that in your research? Um, no. Yeah, maybe the, the format of the children's book, I think you stated that you thought of that early on already. Yeah. So, um, in what way did you find the right form for the children's book and the way you were going to use text and image and mm -hmm. in, in what f what forms and what 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 cons uh, weight of both or mm. the reason that I chose for this form and also the way the illustrations are made is that it doesn't become creepy heavy and complicated you can enter it the way sort of the, the way you feel comfortable with also as parents and children or when, or when children read it alone and i think this is important because it is pretty complicated and heavy but you can stay on the on the certain level of lightness that is i think in this book as well present and then i started also writing funny poems about these animals but more because I, I was inspired by those animals and started to write and I thought this is nothing for the book but then a friend of me said no this is fits really well with the drawings you should make poem with every animal uh, so this is actually so how it's organically developed into this shape but I, from the beginning on I thought it, it should be some kind of encyclopedia so that you can actually think this is real and some animals are real. So you, during, while you read, you don't know. So you also left the academy to do research, right? You went to different farms. Yeah. Um, maybe you also interviewed people. Mm -hmm. um, and how important was that to leave the academy for this project? Really important. Because I think it's important anyway to leave the academy for every project, I guess. Because inside the academy, you have just... The people from the academy, and there is not so much information as in the real world. 
You could also stay here and do research online, for example. Yes, but it, it's just m much more efficient and effective to be on the farm and talk to people that grew up on a farm and they know people sort of it's it's much more easier to get into it were there any moments in the project where you thought oh it's really going wrong or where you changed the idea completely uh yeah i had a lot of times moments that i thought this is really going wrong because in the beginning i didn't knew how to come up with animals actually i thought okay i have the six wing chicken all right uh What else? And then I didn't really know. Also because I didn't start it yet with interviewing farmers and asking people. Because that's also a big step if you don't really know yet where to go to. Because in the first the first farm, I was I sent an email, which I I was hesitating a bit because I ne really needed to say, like, I am not sure yet what my project is going to look like, but I feel like I need to <laughs> visit your farm. Um, which can be a bit strange start but then then it starts rolling and then you okay this animal could be there too and yeah in the beginning i really felt like i don't know actually maybe this is never gonna work and i just had a few drawings after a couple of months a few drawings and no information and my my teacher was also saying anna this is not a not a work attitude of a graduation student this is not even a work attitude of a second year student <laughs> so i had this moment that i also said to my coordinator, like, I think I should co stop now with the graduation process because it's really not getting, well, it's really going the wrong direction and maybe it's a bad idea anyway. And and at the day that I talked to him, I also got this email from the Victoria and Albert Museum that they wanted to have the drawings of the six-wing chicken in their ex exhibition. <laughs> so that gave me some new motivation. Ah, great. Because, um, so they were in an exhibition at the V&A. Yeah. And that gave your whole process some new energy then. Yeah, because they were interested in this story. And then I thought, okay, so maybe it makes sense to continue with the book. Did you feel that the academy and uh, your teachers supported your project? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And also uh, my coordinator was also like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to continue. And But they were just... They didn't really see yet where I was going to. I feel a bit blocked and I was not making stuff. So then, of course, teachers say, like, what is this? <laughs> what is this going to be? And why are you not doing stuff? And and what did you do to when you were blocked in the research process? Like, is there something specific or was it just also luck that the V&A contacted you? Uh, yeah, I think there was a lot of luck. And I think also it's just really scary to ask people for help if you don't know actually what kind of help you need or like visiting places while you are s such in an insecure feeling about what you are doing is the good thing to do or, or people. So I think this is the hardest part that you just start researching because that's really helped me to develop all the other animals. What are you doing now with the project? You're showing it at a design week and then? Uh, I really would love to publish it. Of course, because I want that people can buy it for Christmas and and read it before Christmas dinner. And yeah, just that it's really accessible and that people can get it easy. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Design, design, design. 
Design Research Podcast.